Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is episode 25 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Thursday, October 21st, 2021. The podcast was recorded the week Colin Powell, the first African-American United States Secretary of State, died. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age four through sixth grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and welcome to another episode of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane, Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today, we're going to talk about why it's important for children to get a good night's sleep. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. Today's topic is a good one. Yes. What is the importance of children getting a good night's sleep? But before we get started, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's live session once it's over? Everything from this show ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to all the people joining us live today. Thank you. Also, shout out to the people who follow us on our social media platforms. We appreciate you joining us. Now, do us a favor. Tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there, comment, and tell us what's your children's bedtime and if you have a consistent bedtime routine. Now, Benny, I don't know about you, but the school year started for our scholars on August 16th, and it's been a whirlwind ever since. Yes. I mean, I go home daily, literally exhausted from all of the day's events and activities we're engaged in with our scholars, their families, the faculty, and the staff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I make it to the gym, and other times, if I'm lucky, I get to eat before I zonk out in my bed or the couch. Stacy, are we getting old? <laughs> Benny, maybe you are, but I'm not. I just had to ask because I got to go to bed. My bedtime is 8.30. During the week, I'm up by 5. I'm up by 6 on Saturdays and 6.45 on Sundays, so I can't function. <laughs> yes, maybe I am getting old. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but I can't function at optimum if I don't go to bed. There is no way I could do what we do every day if I didn't go to bed early. I need a nap every day like our pre-K scholars. In fact, I do take naps on weekends. You know what? I agree, and I do sometimes. Actually, you know, I'll walk by the pre-K <laughs> class sometimes and see them sleeping, and I'm so jealous. I'm like, oh, I wish I could take a nap. I'm so tired. Yes. But you know what? I know why I'm sluggish in the morning, but I was curious as to why some of our youngest scholars, our four- and five-year-olds, mm -hmm. have such a slow start in the morning. You know, they're coming through the doors, they're super groggy, they're irritable, and they're fussy. So, you know, I wanted to dig a little deeper, and I realized that some of them are not getting sufficient sleep. Mm -hmm. When I have conversations with their parents, I found out that some of our scholars are up all night, either on their tablets 
or watching TV. And sleep is like a hidden gem when it comes to virtually every phase of life. On the troubleshooting checklist for about anything that's going wrong with anyone, a child or an adult, one of the first systems to check is whether or not they're getting enough rest. That is so true. And of course, I want to help in any way that I can. So that's why we're exploring today's topic, why it's important for children to get a good night's sleep. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Absolutely. Now, experts recommend that children ages 6 to 12 get a total of 9 to 11 hours sleep per day. And for teens, they recommend 8 to 10 hours a day. Ooh, that's a lot of sleep. I wonder how many of our scholars are actually getting that much rest. Not many, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I agree. Now, Benny, although most of the research on the effect of sleep deprivation has been done on adults, some of the same effects occur in children. Number one, a lack of sleep can cause decreased attention and the ability to concentrate. Number two, a lack of sleep can impair memory, especially since sleep provides a time for memory encoding. Number three, a lack of sleep leads to slowed processing, which slows reaction time and the ability to take in and analyze information. Number four, a lack of sleep can worsen sequential thinking. For example, remembering a series of steps, which by the way is assessed as early as pre-kindergarten. Yes. Number five, a lack of sleep can reduce creativity. And number six, a lack of sleep can cause moodiness and can impact student behavior in school. In We've other words, it. lack of sleep is bad for kids in school. Period. <laughs> and many people don't recognize this, Stacey. So they repeat the cycle of sleep prep deprivation over and over, especially on weekends. Mm -hmm. People often lament Mondays, but Mondays aren't tough simply because it's Monday. They're tough because people usually deprive themselves of sleep on the weekend only to have to get up and go on Monday mornings. Yeah, these adults that like to party all weekend long. <laughs> it's up and get it's back stuck. in the routine on Monday. So what can parents do for their children? This is the short and sweet part. Absolutely. First, parents can discuss good sleeping habits and the benefits of getting enough sleep with their children. This can be done as the topic for a family meeting where everyone gets to share how they feel when they get a good night's rest and when they don't. Parents should do their best, if they can, to model good sleep habits, which will benefit their own health and well-being. Yes. Now, realistically, there just aren't many things that are going to happen after your children's bedtimes that they want to do. So you have to impress this upon them. They aren't going to miss much by going to bed. Yeah. And neither are you. Do things like record your favorite shows and their favorite shows and watch them the next day or on weekends and get started on tasks and chores earlier so they're done by bedtime. Good idea. Second, parents should set a firm bedtime. Studies have found that children sleep better when their parents set a bedtime. This bedtime should be firm and should not be impacted by any other activities. Parents should have a daily schedule ending with a firm bedtime. In addition to a scheduled bedtime, parents should create a relaxing bedtime routine. My daughter in love, I always give her shout outs because she's such an amazing mom. I love watching how she sets my four-year-old grandson's nightly routine. Mm -hmm. They eat dinner at 6.30, he gets to watch TV, play on his tablet, do schoolwork or play video games, or they take a family walk until 8 o'clock. He gets a bath at 8 o'clock, and then he is in bed by 8.15. They read a bedtime story together, and they end it with prayer before he goes to sleep. 
And then she puts on some soothing music on his iPad. And then there's this night light with the stars that she turns on reflecting off the ceiling that finalizes his bedtime routine. And guess what? By 8.30, he's in La La Land. Wow. Now, this may not work for your child because some children may require a bedroom that is dark and quiet with electronic devices put away <laughs> and out of the reach for a relaxing night's rest. <laughs> hey, I think I need a setup like that. And I'm about <laughs> to go there again about weekends. Bedtime should be firm on weekends as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's okay to let your kids stay up an extra hour on weekends because they sleep an extra hour on weekends but make sure you account for the time they're waking up. And these times should not be demonstratively different from their normal bedtime. Like my kids are up by 7.30 even on the weekend. Ooh. So if they stay up to midnight on Friday and midnight on Saturday, that's only seven and a half hours of sleep each night. By Sunday, if they're used to getting nine hours a night, they'll be deprived of three hours. Mm -hmm. So we should base their bedtime on weekends on the time that they'll get up ensuring that they still get nine to 11 hours of sleep that the research suggests. You know, that's helpful because we find that on Mondays are the roughest days for us as adults. Mm -hmm. So imagine because children are depriving themselves over the weekend yes. on Mondays, that's a tough day for them yes. when they have to get back into the routine. Yeah. So I like the advice of keeping that time um, you know, steady even during the weekend. Absolutely. Now, if your child continues to have sleep problems, despite you doing everything that we suggested, a firm bedtime and you providing a calming and relaxing routine, parents should speak with their children's pediatrician. A doctor can determine if a child has insomnia, which is different from the occasional sleep problems, and make recommendations for treatment. Well, what do you think? Does your child get enough rest at night? Is your child moody and groggy in the morning? What are your plans for creating a bedtime routine that will benefit your child? Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. Man, I'm ready to take a nap now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but guess what, everybody? No matter where you live in the world, you can give your child access to an exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum, one that will have your child excited for school every day. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school you've been looking for. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussion. Next week, we'll be talking about how to deal with a picky eater. <laughs> Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye and be, be blessed. blessed. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.